You're listening to the Secrets of Successful Business Podcast, your go-to source for business tips, tricks, and proven strategies that will help you create a streamlined and profitable business. We chat to the best minds in business about their journey. You can have a business that is easy. You can have a business that is non-complicated. How they started. You just never know where your passion will lead. You truly just never know. What they learned along the way. Fail often, fail fast, but then learn and move on. (laughs) And of course, we'll ask them for their secret sauce for creating a successful business. Work hard. The hardest working people I know in business are the ones that are the most successful. Join us as we take a sneak peek behind the curtain. Talk solutions for those business pain points, working smarter, not harder, mindset, and the challenges of fitting it all in with the demands of today's busy lifestyle. If you're a business owner, side hustler, or just starting your business journey, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, business coach and content creator, Justine McLean from Flossy Creative. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. In case we haven't met, I'm Justine, a small business owner on a mission to uncover and share the secrets of creating and running a profitable, sustainable and successful business. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and I get to use all that I've learned along the way to help other women in business reduce the overwhelm gain visibility around their numbers, charge what they're worth and make more money. It's about designing a life you love that fits into your definition of success. So if I can help you create the profitable business you deserve, please reach out. To celebrate season two of the podcast, I've got a special introductory offer available now. You can spend an hour of power with me where I can help you with your business pain points from finance to creating content that converts and everything in between. All the details are in the show notes, but don't wait too long. It's only available for a limited time. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. A few weeks ago, I did a masterclass called Doing Business in Tough Times. I wanted to highlight all of the ways that business owners could continue to move the needle when the business of doing business seemed utterly out of their control. Here in Sydney, as well as other parts of New South Wales and Victoria, lockdown rolls on. For many business owners, it's almost impossible to fathom the way ahead. And for others, it would be easy to give up right now. It's confronting and exhausting, and I'm absolutely feeling all the ups and downs of life and business at the moment. So I want to start by acknowledging all of my fellow business owners out there. Life is tough right now, and I would encourage anyone struggling in their business or life to reach out and get any and all the help available to you. So with that in mind, in today's episode, I wanted to share some strategies and solutions that may help you and your business get back to thriving. When I decided to start a small business, it was largely because I was tired of working for someone else. I wanted the flexibility to call my own shots, to design a life and a business that I would love. There's been a real purpose behind my business ventures over the last 20 years. And despite weathering the global financial crisis, recessions, and not so successful, but extremely costly buying trip to China and competitors stealing ideas and concepts and literally opening up down the road, I've survived. My business today looks completely different to any business I had in the past, and all of those lessons learned over the last 20 years have absolutely set me up for doing business when times are tough. One of the most important lessons I've learned over the years is don't wait for someone else to save your business, and I want to scream this one from the rooftops. I say this not to be unrealistic or flippant. I completely get that we are in unique times right now. 
But I think we've been shown over the last few months that there's no one coming to save us. The government support, while appreciated, doesn't touch the surface for most business owners. The chances of winning lotto are slim, and I doubt that my fairy godmother will appear anytime soon and save the day. So make the decision today to save your business yourself. Of course, for some, the latest lockdowns may be the straw that's broken the camel's back, and I get it, and that's okay. For others, a shift in mindset might be all that's needed. But no matter what, you need to decide what your plan is for the way forward for yourself and your business. There's no point waiting. The time to start is now. So give yourself the time and the permission to get planning. So the first step in getting your business back to thriving is to take advantage of the financial help on offer at the moment. Most business owners may have already taken advantage of the government assistance on offer at the moment. While it definitely doesn't cover the entire cost of doing business, every bit helps. So if you haven't done it already, do your research and have a look at what's on offer. You may need to talk to your accountant, BAS agent, or get in touch with your industry body and understand what help is currently available to you and your industry. For anyone who hasn't taken advantage of the support on offer, here's a quick recap. Before you apply for any of these packages, understand the type of business you have and examine all the options. If you're a sole trader or partnership, for example, don't simply assume that the federal disaster payment is the only measure available to you. State government funded grants could be a better option for your business. So my advice is to choose which grant door you're going to walk through wisely because you want to maximize any benefit on offer. From the federal government, there's the COVID disaster payment. This is available for individuals and can be paid to your employees if you've had to stand them down or reduce their hours. If you're a sole trader or you're in a partnership and you don't qualify for the other grants, this one is also for you. But if you've got a company and you're an employee of your business, as well as a director, for example, you may also be eligible to receive this payment in addition to other grants. State governments are offering one-off business grants, job saver grants, fee grants, and also other grants. For the most part, they fall into two categories. The first one for GST registered businesses that earn $75,000 or more per year, and the microbusiness category for businesses earning less than $75,000 per year. To see what's available in your state, check your state government website. Local governments are also stepping up and offering grants, so check in regularly with your local council website for more information. You can also register to receive grant information as well. Keep in mind that all of the grants now on offer are tax-free, so that's a real bonus. The best piece of advice I can give you, though, around grants is to speak to a professional, so your accountant, a BAS agent, or directly to Services Australia or your state government authority so you can understand and apply for the most suitable grants for your business. There is definitely not a one-size-fits-all approach here. Now, the next thing to think about is your tax obligations. So that's your business activity statement, your company tax returns, and any other tax debt you might have. Of course, these don't stop just because we're in lockdown. When it comes to compliance debt, if your capacity to pay this debt has been diminished, reach out to the ATO and ask for help or have your agent do it on your behalf. The ATO will assist with payment arrangements and deferrals on existing debt. There'll be interest payment applied to that tax debt, but the ATO has been really accommodating in remitting interest at the moment 
as soon as that debt's been paid down. So stop stressing about tax debt and make that call. You'll be happy you did. Next up, banks and bank loans or mortgage repayments. So if you're struggling here, ask your bank for a repayment holiday or a reduction in your current repayments. Be the squeaky wheel. While you're at it, ask for fee waivers as well, not deferrals, waivers, so that you don't have to pay those fees. For anyone renting commercial premises, rent relief for commercial tenants has now also been mandated. So if your business has suffered a downturn of 30% or more, reach out to your landlord and negotiate a rent reduction. Keep in mind that 50% of the reduction will be deferred rent and 50% will be waived. So as an example, if your business has experienced a 50% decline in turnover, your landlord must give you a 50% reduction on your rent. Half of that, so 25%, will remain a liability and you'll have to pay that back at a later point. The other half, the remaining 25%, is waived and you will not have to pay that ever. Don't take no from your landlord. They are getting benefits for passing on this rent relief. So ask the question. Now, in my opinion, setting your business up to thrive starts with knowing your numbers. So the first question you need to ask yourself now is how well do you know and understand your numbers? I've found that business owners who were once happy to leave the finances to someone else are now diving into their business finances. They want to get that education themselves. So if you're having trouble understanding the difference between the profit and loss statement and the balance sheet or what all of those numbers mean, now is the perfect time to ask someone to explain it to you. Many finance professionals like to make this almost impossible. So find someone who'll explain your business finances to you in a way that you'll understand. There are no dumb questions. Once you've understood the basics, review your profit and loss statement and your balance sheet and see where your business is most vulnerable. Even if your business isn't struggling at the moment, understanding where your business is vulnerable can help you identify ways to safeguard your business as we go into the future. And of course, as we know only too well, you never know what the future is going to hold and when things are going to change. Of course, there's lots of different numbers we need to consider as business owners, but the numbers I'm talking about here just relate to finance. So focus on those for the moment and nothing else. The main things to look at are your revenue and your expenses. So what does it cost you to run your business? Have you got your pricing right? And where can you cut costs? The other thing to consider is how much your business will cost you this month, next month, and the month after. You can create a simple cash flow forecast to determine this. When you've got an idea of what your business will cost you for the next three months, you'll also know the revenue that's required to keep you afloat. So if your expected revenue isn't going to cut it, then it's time to start making some changes in the way you do business so you can reduce costs and continue. Doing a simple cash flow forecast and understanding the cost of doing business over the next three months can also help you understand the importance of profit and putting money aside in your business for a rainy day. I love having a healthy profit or rainy day business account because I know if it all goes pear-shaped tomorrow, I've got the money in the bank to support myself and my business when things get tough. This might not be practical now, but this might be a forward goal for you to consider. So if you've got a handle on the numbers and your cash flow forecast is done, even if you've got a healthy business, the following are some money-saving tips to have up your sleeve just in case. For product-based businesses specifically, review payment arrangements with your suppliers. Perhaps ask them for extended terms or better discounts. 
assess your inventory, cut back or cancel back orders, especially in the lead up to Christmas, on those things that aren't selling or that you won't be able to sell or are no longer needed. Look for new product lines to replace the non-performers. Everyone loves a sale, so consider liquidating some of your existing stock to get that cash flow going. If you're in retail and don't have an online presence, consider selling on Gumtree, eBay, or maybe even Amazon. Now, the next ones apply to all businesses. So my suggestions are to shorten your invoice terms and chase up those bad payers. No one likes to do that, but it's imperative. Review your equipment leasing arrangements. Make a note of the lease term left. And if you can afford it, ask if you can save money by paying it out early. Alternately, maybe ask for a repayment holiday on that equipment for the next few weeks or months. Contact your insurance broker and ask them to review your business insurance. Are you covered for loss of trade, for example? And claim if you're eligible. Review all of your expenses line by line and cancel or pause anything that you can do without or that's now obsolete. Subscriptions tend to be a big one because we sign up and then we forget. The next one's a little harder but look at whether it's beneficial to stand down your staff at the moment. Reducing staff hours can save your business money and your team can still receive the federal government disaster payment. Now, if the finance side of your business is beyond you, don't wait, ask for help. There are plenty of people out there who can help you with your finances and get things under control. Sometimes the easiest way to get your business back to thriving is to just change the way you work. Lots of us have already done this with work from home, but if you haven't, here are a few things to think about. Do you still need that office space or can your business operate in a full-time work from home arrangement? Do you need to outsource so you can focus on the tasks that no one else in your business can do as well as you? Think selling or maybe product creation, for example. You might not want to spend the money right now, which is understandable. However, if outsourcing can help you do the more important things, then it might just be worth it. The other one to think about is how to work smarter right now. Think tech upgrades or productivity tools, better systems, maybe putting some standard operating procedures into place. Why not talk to your staff or your business buddies and get some ideas around that? A thriving business has a great customer base. And while the temptation is to look for the next new customer or lead, your biggest asset right now is your existing customer base. And so it's a perfect time to nurture those customers. Fun fact, did you know that 80% of your current customers will not use your services ever again? They might love you and your products or services, but when that bright, shiny object syndrome kicks in, people will naturally want to jump into something new. The other reason why your existing customers go elsewhere is that they simply forget about you. And in good times, we probably wouldn't worry about that. But the reality is, in good times or bad, it's much easier to convert someone you've already worked with than try to find someone new. So the question is, how can you nurture the customers you already have in your ecosystem? How can you look after them? What problem can you solve for them? If you've got the answers to those questions, Don't be afraid to reach out to your customers and let them know. Think email nurture sequences, lead magnets, discount codes. Give your customers something for nothing and remind them just how good you are and how much you can help them. If you've got some downtime at the moment and you've got the capacity, consider reviewing your branding and marketing strategies. Review your website, your email marketing, and your socials. Is your communication consistent across all of your channels? 
How does your brand make your customers feel? Are you telling your customers how you can help them, what problem you can solve for them, or the transformation you can make in their lives? Remember that your business is all about your customer and what's in it for them. So make sure you communicate that as clearly as possible. You might also like to consider local area marketing. Talk to other business owners in the local community or like-minded business owners on socials and start to work together. Whatever you decide, taking the time to review your branding and ensure your marketing is on point is going to bring value to your business and nurturing your existing customers will definitely help you to thrive, not only now, but well into the future. The next one is something I bang on about all the time because while many businesses wing it, I'm a bit of a planner. And when I look at all of my clients, it's the planners that are way more successful. Of course, it comes down to your bandwidth right now. I absolutely appreciate that. But if you can manage it, put some thought into your business goals over the next three months. Where do you want to be at the end of 2021 and going into 2022? Schedule some time in your diary to make those business plans and make that time non-negotiable. I like to do a planning session once a month, but right now you might need a crisis planning session to get yourself on track ASAP. Start by thinking about your business and your goals and intentions for your goal setting period. So for example, for me, it's always a 90 day block. For you, it might just be the next 30 days. Brainstorm those thoughts on paper. Bottom line here is there are no right or wrong answers when it comes to planning. You simply need to start. When you know what you want to achieve, put some action steps behind your goals and yep, you guessed it, put it in the diary and get it done. Decide what you're going to do yourself and what you can delegate. Most of all, decide what you really don't need to do at all and dump it. Of course, if you feel stuck, grab a business buddy, a friend or a family member or do a one-off session with a coach. Often talking to someone and sharing your business goals will help you find the path forward. But always remember that done is better than perfect. Now, if you're interested in business goal setting and planning, you can register for my masterclass. I run them often. Just shoot me an email at hello at flossie.com.au and I'll share the details of the next one coming up. Hand in hand with any business planning or forward thinking is mindset. And that's truer now than ever before. My biggest tip around mindset and forward thinking is to create space. It's that simple. That includes space for yourself and your business. So often we just have these jam-packed diaries and no time for anything. But I find it's often in the space that the ideas come to us. So give yourself permission to grab a cuppa and sit and stare into space or hide in your room if you've got kids so you can just breathe and be. If you've got a team, now is the time to keep that connection and keep them involved in the business. So even if you had to stand them down, keep the communication lines open. Your staff might be able to help with ideas around planning, leveraging your existing customer base, or maybe even diversifying your offerings or future plans. If you're a solopreneur, find some like-minded business buddies, get together often and brainstorm around your pain points and your business goals. If you don't know anyone in business, reach out to some people you resonate with on social media, join some business Facebook groups, try group coaching or considering hiring a one-to-one mentor for a short time. Remember that the most important part of the team though is you, the business owner. 
running a small business is not for the faint-hearted and right now it's harder than ever before. So no matter what, look after your mental health. There's no right or wrong here. One of the beauties of running a small business is our ability to be really agile. It's one of the things that will often allow a small business to survive and go on to thrive when times are tough. So with that in mind, give some thought to how you can diversify your product or service range at the moment. When you're thinking of diversifying, the first thing to do is look at your core offers. What's working and what isn't? Can you add to these or tweak any of your existing offers? Now is absolutely the time to get rid of the deadwood, the things that just aren't profitable and do more of what's working. It's also the time to capitalize on the opportunities that might be right in front of you. And there's been some great examples of new products or services that have been on offer during lockdown. Think florists delivering fruit, hairdressers doing at-home color, classes that are moving online and coaches that are doubling down on one of their business areas and offering free masterclasses and those sorts of things. So think, what do your customers need? How can you complement your existing business? And what's your growth strategy going forward? No matter what you decide around your products and services, you need to take action. There's no point waiting for lockdown to lift or things to improve. Just get started. But remember, taking action doesn't have to be overwhelming. So try to make it fun. Sometimes even the smallest steps can lead to the biggest results. You know, after so many years in business, one thing I know for sure is that all businesses go through ups and downs. No matter when it happens, it's tough. But when it's because of an economic downturn or continual lockdowns out of your control because of a pandemic, it can be simply exhausting, even for the toughest business owners. So no matter where you currently find yourself, take a moment and remember why you started your business in the first place. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself a break and most importantly, give yourself the space to decide how you'll work in the future, what strategies you're going to implement and how you'll choose to react to the changing landscape because your reaction is really the only thing you can control right now. And of course, if you need help or advice, don't be shy, reach out. There's definitely someone out there who can and will help you. You've got this and whatever you decide to do right now will make a difference and help your business thrive. Remember, a little progress each day adds up to big results. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope I've given you some tips and strategies that will help bring your business back to thriving. Until next time, see ya. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. For more information on all things business, head to flossie.com.au and make sure you hit subscribe on the show so you don't miss another new episode. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a quick rating or review, share it on your socials or with friends who might enjoy it. Catch you next time.